0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas.
2: And I'm Eric Ossens. Good afternoon, everyone. You're Irk. I'm (laughs) Irk.
1: Well, hello, Irk. (laughs) Glad to have you back with us again.
2: Happy to be here. (laughs)
1: All right, so usually we uh, start the show kind of wrapping up again, maybe what we covered the week prior, and uh, just seeing if there's, you know, we also want to open up for callers, too. This is a live call-in show, so if you didn't get a question into us last week, obviously you could bring it you to us You can call this week. in. It's
2: not too late. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Give us a call, and we'll be happy to take your question, and we promise to be gentle.
1: Yes, we also can take questions via our Facebook page. If you want to do that for Team Reba at Remax Metro Realty, Uh, you can find us on Facebook or you can even on Twitter, send us a message at my handle Team Reba.
2: Or you can email to Eric at ericismybanker.com.
1: Wow, we're giving them so many options. What all will they do? All these different
2: choices. I hope they're writing them all down. I hope so, too. It's going to be a test later We'll just
1: have us. to remind people several times
2: throughout the show. That's right. Today, we've got uh, some guests coming in. We're going to be talking about moving during the holidays, things, yeah. things you need to know about.
1: I know it's not even Halloween yet, so apologies to everyone who's probably cringing, but I know if you've walked through through Costco or any other store lately, they're already prepping. And yeah, if you're going to be moving during the holidays, you should be prepping now.
2: Well, those of us in real estate, we're always thinking about 30 or 60 days down down the road
1: or more. If you're yeah. moving, most people need to start thinking about that 3 to 6 months in advance cuz trust right. me, decluttering your house That's right. That is the biggest phase, especially during the holidays. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have that fine balance of deciding whether or not you're decorating while you're decluttering or how you, you know, go through that fun little decision-making process.
2: Well, I'm I'm a dude, so I'm glad you're here to talk about that because I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: You say but, that every week, but dude, your house looks nice. Why do you say that? Your house is very nice, well appointed. We, we try.
2: <laughs> we although try.
1: although those flat irons are a little dangerous.
2: Yeah, that's a that's another story, but uh a, yes, we'll a very strange time. collection of of uh that I inherited from my grandpa who was uh someone gave him an iron like an old-fashioned iron. Mm-hmm. And then someone else did, and someone else did, and pretty soon he's mm-hmm. actually published with uh, a huge collection of irons, and some of them are really cool.
1: Yeah, at least he you know had a happy kind of ending to his collection. Most people, their house just looks like a show from hoarding. Yeah, well,
2: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I can never have an excuse the you know showing up with rumpled clothing either. So. I've got well, enough irons those in my require house. That a lot of work. I'm, I'm, I don't
1: think they're not like your No, no, no. <laughs> some of them are iron. like coal
2: fired and things like that. So no, exactly. that's that's right. No, that's right. Well, you want to hear about rates before we get started? But of course. Well sure. They're Who good. doesn't
1: want to hear about rates?
2: Yeah. It's uh we're we're still on on quite a roll with, with mortgage rates and they're they're staying steady. Um, 've we've, we've had um, you know the, the, the thing about interest rates, mortgage rates is that good news is bad and bad news is good. So the worse the economy looks, mm-hmm. uh, the better mortgage rates get. And uh, fear of, of recessions in Asia and are, are really kind of driving a lot of it. Uh, this week, a uh, 30-year fixed rate conventional loan is averaging around 3.9%. A 15 year is averaging around 3.16 percent. Uh, FHA loans are averaging around three and a half percent, and jumbo loans are averaging around three point six two five. We're all firmly in in the three percent range. Wow. with rates, that just so,
1: makes me so happy that it's continuing to stay so affordable, our, you know, for purchasing right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: it's and again, it's not something that we were expecting to be hanging mm-hmm. around this long. And um, you know, in September there was concern it's like that,
1: a toenail fungus. <laughs> Can't believe it's been right. I wasn't going to use
2: hour. that exact analogy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say more like uh, I don't know, sort of a uh, you know. Uh,
1: it's a much more pleasant thing to have. Well, we're getting into around. the holidays.
2: Let's change that to uh, what fruitcake, okay? Maybe something oh, like that. Yeah. Well, that could so, last forever. Yeah, so well, I don't know
1: the, if you can apply that to well, rates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rates have kind of
2: lately. They've been hanging around a long time. You know. Well,
1: maybe this is more like the mistletoe. It,
2: well, uh, you
1: get some good things out of the mistletoe, unless it's your creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I suppose that's, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, come um, on,
1: almost every family has a creepy uncle. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I was at a wedding, a family wedding over the weekend. I can vouch for that. But, um, so no, we're, we're still hanging in there. And, um, in fact there's dissension in the fed. And it's expected battling, like slapping each other in the they, back room. What they that kind happen? of are. The Fed governors always usually they vote the same way as is the chairman of the Fed. Uh, right now, there's a few governors that are jumping out saying, mm, I don't know if I agree with, uh, you know, Janet Yellen. So hmm. lately, um, in fact, uh, today it was Fed Governor Daniel Tarullo who said that he would not expect it to be appropriate to raise rates this year. And, okay, uh, well we
1: only have a couple well, months left
2: yeah well they're meeting uh, later this later this month again mm-hmm. you know so um, you know so this is the, their signals are, are, okay. are being sent out there uh, that there's still a little bit of, of concern about uh,
1: so why, why are those folks uh, having the dissension then
2: well they're they're concerned that if we if we raise rates too soon, uh, that uh, you know it's it's the equivalent of throwing brakes on the economy mm-hmm. and uh and that it might be a little bit too soon it could it could throw our our economy into a recession so they they just want to be very careful about that and uh you know they don't want to put on it because mm-hmm. the increasing rates is equivalent to putting on the brakes right and um you know the the simplest analogy is uh higher rates mean higher payment means less money in your pocket left over right. after you pay your bills. And mm-hmm. uh, that slows the economy down. You've got less money to spend on other stuff. So, right. uh, yeah. So uh, we're we're watching that very closely. Uh, but um, you know, the the conventional wisdom a few months ago is that our rates would be higher by now, and and they're not. And they're so get out there now. And there's also still a a loan program out there called HARP, mm-hmm. Home Affordable Refinance oh, yeah. Program. Mm-hmm. And if you have a mortgage that was. Um, uh, that was taken out um, prior to May of 2009. And it's a conventional loan. If it's owned by either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, uh, then you may be eligible still for a streamline type uh, refinance program. And there's okay. surprisingly still a lot of loans out there that qualify for this program. Uh, that program may be sunsetting here at the end of the year. And uh, so it's just still something to, to keep an eye on. And uh, you know, while the rates are low, now's a, a very, very good time to do that. What a lot of people don't know uh, about that HARP program is that uh, you don't have to be an owner occupant to take advantage of the program. So, a lot of the, the loans that are still outstanding oh, really? out there, right? So,
1: because it used to be, it used didn't it to, used to be only owner occupied? Uh,
2: quite a while ago, but but um, the, the guidelines were changed. And, and so, you know, say you lived in it at one point and you don't live in it now, it's a rental. You can oh, still, okay. you can still heart have that to, okay. loan.
1: Did it have to start out as an occupied? No,
2: it oh. it it okay. didn't. So Well, that
1: sounds new because it used to be, yeah. well, at least for Hamp, I think. Yep. Um, so, so that's a home affordable home affordable modification that's program. more of a
2: that's a loan modification very okay. different the HARP program is not a modification it's just a refinance you're just taking out a brand right. new mortgage okay. but the difference the nice thing about the the heart the program is that there's no appraisal required so even if you're underwater on your home still uh, that that doesn't matter well that's fantastic and, actually and I
1: hope I hope if anyone who is listening to this knows somebody who could benefit from this program mm-hmm. uh, in terms of that information. Yeah. Oh man, please, 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 yeah. please. Because as a, as a real estate agent who worked with just countless people during yeah. the recession, doing short sales and dealing with foreclosure, struggling. I, actually, yeah. Earlier today I was meeting with uh, a new client of mine who is right on the edge of short sale land. And I have another person also mm-hmm. who I'm talking to about a short sale in their sure. home. Cause they had a really bad loan and these programs they're still needed a lot That's of folks right. think that we've come out of that but they are still necessary
2: no they they really are and and um, you know the, the nice thing about the programs is they really are they're, they're inexpensive they're easy to qualify for most of the times we do not need income and asset information oh wow and okay. uh, so they they're simple to put together and uh, the the main catch is they have to the original loan has to have been closed prior to May of 2009 Okay. And uh, it needs to be owned. During the
1: heart of all that mm-hmm. really yeah, at the Yeah, at the big meltdown. Stuff. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
2: And uh, the loan needs to be owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And you mm-hmm. can check that, actually. I
1: was just about to
2: ask. The easiest way is, well, you can call your friendly lender or you can just Google, you know, is my loan owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac? It'll immediately pop up some mm-hmm. links for you. And you're going to need to know, uh, of course, your property address. And you're going to need to know, the, I believe, the last four digits of your social security number. Hopefully you know that. I hope so. With that information, you can look up and find out if your loan is owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. So Very cool. uh, there's two sites you got to check. So if you check Fannie and they say no, then Yeah, you always got to check both. Yeah, because right.
1: they're, they're not the same. Nope. People kind of throw them out all the time, almost as though they're interchangeable. And it's like, no, 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 no. No, these,
2: these are two separate separate organizations. Mm-hmm. Both basically serve the same function, uh, you know, of mm-hmm. they, they buy mortgages off of banks. Right. Uh, but, uh, the, yeah, they each have their own uh, set of rules and guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, um, you okay. know, so that's. Uh, well,
1: I'm glad you brought that up today. That just, well, especially since I just had those conversations with folks that I was just thinking about that heavily today about the situations they're in and the hardships they're going through. And I just, I I hate seeing that happen. I know you and I always talk about when we put a home or a person into a home, we want to see them set up for success. Absolutely. So they don't hopefully end up having to go through a program like this later on because Mm -hmm. what they own owns them.
2: That's right. Right. Absolutely. Well, might as well take advantage of, and you know, I'm kind of the worst example too. It's the old analogy, the barber has the bad hair. Of course, I got you no, have hair. no hair. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I've got a, I've got a loan that's harvable and I haven't even done anything with it. So, and, and my, my excuse is just I've been busy and the rate's pretty good on it. So I haven't, haven't gotten mm. around to it. But yeah, it might be time to, time to do that myself. So
1: maybe so. Yeah, maybe I'll,
2: so. We'll, we'll get, we'll get working. I'll get working on that. So, uh, good news is rates are, rates are looking great and, um, You know, get out there soon. We never know. It's the old analogy. They'll be, uh, they're down like a feather, but they're up like a rocket. So all it's going to take is one little panic. Yeah. And uh, and we could see those change fairly, fairly quickly.
1: And if people want to learn more about lending, they can also look at attending our upcoming class.
2: That's right. And we'll be talking about that a little bit more, but that's coming up on November 7th. Mm Mm-hmm. And yep. um, at uh, the REMAX office in Seattle on Eastlake Avenue.
1: Yeah, REMAX Metro. So if you're looking it up online.
2: That's right. And so more about that when we come back. This is Open House with Team Reba. Call us toll free 866-712-1300 with your questions.
0: Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back. This is Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes. And I'm Reba Hass. Call us up. This is an open line segment, 866-712-1300. Call us if you've got questions. We'd love to talk with you. So, Reba, October 3rd was a big day in the real estate and lending world
1: and it wasn't just because i got another contract signed right
2: no congratulations Dang on it. that though right we're, we're all we're all very proud of you just kidding no <laughs> so no uh, october 3rd was the enactment of a a new set of laws and rules uh, that affect lending and real that estate gives us
1: yet another four letter
2: acronym acronym to yeah. remember right. trid trid T R I D, um, which which the T R I D is is called the TILA RESPA Integrated Disclosure Rule,
1: and even TILA is its own four letter acronym,
2: right? Which is Truth and Lending uh, Act. Yes. And, and you yeah, know, there's going
1: to be a there's going to be a test later, folks. Yeah, they're, they're make cert- sure you're writing these down. There certainly
2: will, because <laughs> because this will impact you when you're when you're buying or refinancing a home, and uh, and the uh, the T R I D rules. Uh, are really kind of a part of of the Financial Reform Act of 2010, as mm-hmm. which was, of course, the result of the a big meltdown in our in our industry, mm-hmm. and uh, and the the goal of of TRID was to give a, a consumers more clarity on the documents that they're signing, mm-hmm. so that they're easier to understand, they're easier to read. Yep. And um, easy and, to
1: read is definitely key,
2: right? And right, which which there's a lot of uh, complexity in, in 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 the lending world, and the real estate settlement world. So, uh, so what these, uh, you know, what what Trid did is it created two new documents. The first one is called a loan estimate, and the loan estimate really combines what was an original truth and lending disclosure statement and a good faith estimate mm-hmm. together into one document. So this shows you all of your costs, all of your fees, your interest rate, your monthly payment, how much cash you're going to need at closing, all in, in, in one format. And it's actually a fairly, fairly right. easy to read format.
1: Right. A lot of folks will probably recognize that if they've purchased a home in the past, they used to be able to call their lender up and go, hey, send me a good faith estimate and right. I can compare different. Loan products, right? Which, That's right. They, you guys can't do that anymore, right?
2: No, we, we we can still give a preliminary, you know, type of an estimate, but but the actual official document loan mm-hmm. estimate uh, is not generated until we're we're starting that loan, right? Till a, a person's made you know full formal application for mm-hmm. financing, so so we have the loan estimate, and then we have what's cl- called a a closing statement. A closing disclosure or a CD, mm-hmm. and the closing disco- disclosure integrates what was called a HUD one settlement statement. Oh yes, um, and uh, and a final truth and lending disclosure statement altogether. So so the closing disclosure has all of your final settlement numbers. Again, your your sales price if it's a purchase, uh, all of your costs for the transaction, closing costs and reserves for taxes, and insurance, and all of that. All of that combined onto one document. And um, the, the trick with, with TRID, with the new, um, the new rules, are timing issues. So there's the government. That was my
1: favorite. Right. We have so many things we have to track on the timeline for a transaction.
2: Well, now we have more. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and the, the, what, what's, what's very different about TRID is, is it really requires the cooperation of the lender, the realtors, and the escrow companies uh, everybody has to cooperate because we have timelines that we have to meet and, mm-hmm. and deadlines that have to be have to be kept. And if if uh, one you know cog of that wheel is not cooperating, then it can it's going to cause some delays in your closing. So the loan estimate is the first document you know that that we mm-hmm. that as a lender we send out. And once the loan estimate goes out, we have we cannot close for seven days. You know from when that loan estimate goes out. Then, in addition to the loan estimate, there's the closing disclosure. And with the closing disclosure, the borrower cannot sign until they've had three days from receipt of that closing disclosure. And and those timelines, seven days for the loan estimate, three days for the closing disclosure, are if we hand deliver those documents to our our Mm -hmm. customer or they electronically acknowledge them back to us. And when you
1: say sign, you mean the closing signatures to complete the transaction. This doesn't have anything to do with the contract itself. It's you've already gone through the contract. I'm talking about the lending side. Yes, right. Yeah. um, Just want to make sure everybody knows.
2: I'm talking about um, yes, a a closing disclosure before a person signs their final paperwork. Mm -hmm. um, They have we have to wait three days, right? You know, from 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 when they when when they receive that final closing disclosure, and and what's 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 difficult about that for the industry is is um, we have a lot of transactions right now. It's a seller's market. Things move fast. We have two week closings. We have you know mm-hmm. closings that move super super fast, and uh, everything's got to be ready you know, three days before the closing date at the very minimum.
1: Right, which anyone who has any experience with buying a home yeah. prior to now <laughs> knows that's it is That's been the exception chaos. more than the rule, it's right? It's chaos at the end of the transaction. Yes. And the thing is, is sad, is the consumer doesn't even realize that's normal for the rest of us. Right. They're always like, What's going on? Why am I not getting called? We, where are those escrow people? Why am I not? And it's like, no, right. no, no. This is normal because we have to wait for these things to happen to get to there. Exactly. It's just going to be a little more obvious to people, I think, now right. what that final stuff is.
2: Yes. And and as long as, as all of this is communicated and everybody's cooperating, mm-hmm. it, it will it will go off fine. It will go off without a hitch. Right. Here's where we run into trouble if there's changes. So if we're starting moving along, we've got a fairly Mm -hmm. fast transaction, let's say, and uh, we send out our our initial loan estimate and uh, we're about ready to issue our our closing disclosure and something changes, something that can, if the interest rate increases by more than an eighth of a percent, let's Mm -hmm. say that, um, I don't know, the the borrower, um, you know, something happens to their credit and their credit score, you know, falls, it can affect the interest rate or let's say that- Oh, even if uh, they've locked in? That can happen. That can happen if, if things change as we're in in the process on a Ooh, loan. I hadn't about let's that say part.
1: I always think about the lock in on the mm, rate.
2: There can be okay. uh, there can be a, a fee change that can affect the interest rate. So an appraisal comes in lower than expected. It could mm-hmm. possibly affect pricing on a loan. Right. If our loan to value ratio goes up, if the rate goes up by more than eighth of a percent, guess what? We have to redisclose mm-hmm. that loan. Now there's a new time frame.
1: So the main thing that a realtor can be doing. To help that process along mm-hmm. is just be making sure that everybody's talking yes. in advance of flexibility because there are sometimes people who are on very rigid timelines for their moves. That's right. So if if we're not prepping them in advance of like, well, we need to be a bit malleable or maybe that adjusts the search timeline. And preparation yes, for all of that. Yes,
2: a- absolutely. That, that's that's number one. And number two, also, uh, um, things that could affect us is, let's say, a, a, a realtor decides at the last minute we're going to add a, a, a credit, a, a closing cost credit. Or oh, and make Or an a lot. extra charge. Let's say, oh, geez, we forgot there's uh, oil in the oil tank. we got to charge. There's different things mm-hmm. that could affect our our costs, in which case it could force a, a redisclosure. So, um, yeah, so we just right. have to be super careful. We need to be communicating Mm -hmm. and, uh, and everybody's got to cooperate on that. And so,
1: man, this is a little frightening for me just because I'm thinking about how many people who, because the market has been doing well, we're Mm -hmm. back in that phase where everybody and their monkey brother is getting licensed again. Oh, and, and when I to say they're monkey brother, that's because a lot of the people aren't. You meant much that in a loving way. To, uh, to, well, um, oh yeah, I meant it in the most loving. And, way. and you're
2: talking about realtors, and I, I suppose we could. Well, no, real probably estate agents because realtors aren't usually. Okay, real estate this. agents. Yeah. We could also add lenders into that into that mix as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, if you ask your your uh, realtor, your lender, what's you know about trid, and they look at mm. you like a deer caught in the headlights, well, that's probably not a good sign. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Time to move. Absolutely, on. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the escrow companies also are, are going to struggle with this initially as well because their role in the whole real estate mm-hmm. transaction is really changing. Oh, yeah, um, it is, in, completely. In, uh, you know, back in the old days before October 3rd, uh, the escrow company prepared a HUD-1 settlement statement. They prepared the final mm-hmm. settlement documents. Now those documents will pretty much be prepared by the lender.
1: Well, it's the, at the choice of the lender, correct?
2: It's at the choice of the lender, but most cases that's going to be mm-hmm. prepared by the lender because the lender is responsible under these TRID laws for the accuracy and integrity of those documents. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so if they're if they're not correct, guess what? After the loan closes, if something's wrong, we get sued, and right. uh, as a lender, we don't really want we don't really like that. So, so most cases. It sounds like
1: a great time. I think you should. (laughs) Yeah, believe me. Yeah, you have no idea. You have no idea.
2: Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, no, as a lender, so we're going to be really careful about that, and and make sure that um, you know that the documents are done correctly, Mm -hmm. and um, you know that uh, we've got. you know, no, hopefully, no changes, nothing crazy going on as as we're coming up to the table, Right. and uh, that the escrow companies are are on board with us as well. Uh, the other thing that's going to be interesting is uh, most escrow companies are reluctant to schedule a signing appointment for their for for their buyers mm-hmm. before they have the loan documents. Right. In many cases now, uh, they're going to have to. You know, we have to have our signing appointments scheduled. In advance of the documents.
1: Yeah, that uh, is going to be a change because yeah. usually that's the question people call about saying, "Well, when is escrow going to call me?" And we will right. like, "Well, first they got to get the docs, and then they need 24 hours to turn it around, and then thing. they call you." Yes. And so yeah, yeah, that that definitely is going to be a change. I'm going to be very curious to see how smoothly that happens.
2: Right. So what what um, I know what I'm doing with with Trid is when we start a new transaction. Now I'm working my timeline backwards. I look mm-hmm. at my closing date. I'm going to back three days off of that. I'm going to back seven days off of that. I know what my deadlines are for making sure the loan estimate is is received and, and our and our closing estimate is signed by our borrowers. That our signing date is scheduled. You know, uh, uh, you know, a few days before closing, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so and we'll sit down with everybody and say these are our critical dates. This is the time frame we have to meet. Right. And as long as we can meet that, then we'll be just fine. So, are,
1: how are you going to share that with the real estate agents that? the clients working with well I, I, kept... I know that varies for you all the time I mean I oh, love sure. it when we work together it's always wonderful when we get to do that we have good communication but right with the slew of people that you have to deal with are you sending that out as you do pre-approvals and go use this
2: yes actually yes um and and I even have a software program which is a, a critical dates calculator um thing that will kind of help us with you know making sure we've got our dates correct okay uh, because um, three days, this three day rule, also we have to consider it does not count Sunday and it does not count holidays. So we have to be really, really careful about making sure we know all those, you know, all of those dates, all of those issues. Right. Yep. Okay. So here we go. More, more rules, more regulations. It's just. Are uh, we going
1: to cover that at our class too?
2: Yes, actually, we will be covering that at our okay. at our first time homebuyer no, class November on November 7th. On November 7th. From what time? Remax Eastlake. It's going to be from uh, 10 o'clock till. No. No. Excuse 2 to 4. Me, 2 to 4. Excuse <laughs> me. 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We changed we our time. we swapped it. Yeah. November 7th, 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. When we come back, more with Open House with Team Reba. Call us guessed. toll free. 866 712 1300.
0: Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: All right. Welcome back. I'm Reba Haas.
2: I'm Eric Osnes.
1: And you're back with Open House with Team Reba. And uh, in this segment, we're going to kind of get off the topic of lending for a little while. We're going to wake up our people who are listening. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know you and I could talk about lending all day long and have moments where we're like, "What? Can you believe yeah, And We get into huge discussions about it, but you know, this is informative, I hope for everyone else, but well, it's sure. not sure. Yeah. You know, it's not the end all be all. I, I understand of our not our show. everybody
2: amortizes, you know, in their sleep, you know, so I get it. That's right.
1: Are you still sending out those newsletters the amortizing with Oznis?
2: I do. I do. <laughs> Fact,
1: you actually put some funny stuff in there.
2: On the last issue of Amortizing with Ozness, I showed everyone how to make their fish look really, really big oh, when they're taking a fish <laughs> that's picture.
1: That's right, you did. That was yeah. hysterical. <laughs> it's all in the placement.
2: That's right. That's it's all right. In the placement. Yep. Only a man would do that. Well, I, I probably shouldn't have let that secret out, but that's okay. No, that's it's only right. for a few you're just, select you're just friends. Helpful. That's you're just right.
1: That's right. And speaking of helpful, we have a guest today. That I want to bring in. Lori Lamoureux from Seamless Moves. And I want to bring I'm her back. in because even though I know the next holiday coming up is Halloween, people getting ready to buy or sell homes, if they're doing it right now, guess what? If you, if you bought a house right now and got under contract you'd already be getting ready to move right around Thanksgiving.
2: Yes, that's right. Holidays are on top of us, and we don't even know it.
1: us, right? And then if you wait a couple weeks, then your next move date is going to be getting closer to Christmas, right? So uh, Lori is a contact of mine that I've known for several years, and she's with a company called Seamless Moves. And if anyone wants to check them out while either we're on the radio or later on, uh, the website's real simple. Seamlessmoves.com. And I believe we already have Lori on the line with us. Yes, Lori, are you there? Hi, Reba. Hello. Hello, Lori. I want you to. How are
2: you today?
1: Oh, we're doing well. We're doing really well. Thanks. How are you doing?
3: Awesome. I am great. The sun just came out here in Bellevue and I'm loving it.
1: Oh, excellent. Well, where we're at in the ID, it's still a little overcast, but uh, maybe you could send some sun, sunshine our way. But, um, and I want to thank you for your time today, too, because I know you were running between appointments. Um, <laughs> so and I know you're truly running between appointments. I know what that's all about. Um, but I wanted to get you on here to help get some of your expertise because I know last week you and I got to see each other at a couple of uh, networking events, one with the Renton Chamber of Commerce and one with the Renton BPW group that I'm a member of. And um, we were talking about all kinds of interesting things that you have to think about with moving and some special packaging requirements. And that got me thinking about, well, you know, with the holidays coming up, what are things people might need to think about? And so I'm going to ask you for packing tips here in a little bit, but I started thinking about this because my husband and I were the other day walking around in like Lowe's and Home Depot and we were looking for some lighting and we started looking at all these massive Christmas displays And funky new lights and all these big, you know, outdoor tree ornaments. And I thought, boy, what a pain in the butt that is to like pack. And then I started thinking as we were going to have you on the show, I'm like, does your company work with specialty items such as if someone's moving during the holidays, let's say they have their place set up for Christmas and they have their tree and their presents and everything. How do you guys handle situations like that? Or is there something special?
3: That's a great question. Um, there really isn't that much of a special need for us on our end as far as packing goes, because our boxes come in all shapes and sizes. We can get any size box we need. If you have something that's really amazing, like you know a Tihuly glass Christmas tree, uh, we can definitely build a crate for it. So anything oh, that would be a gorgeous pack, tree. I know, right? <laughs> I just made that
1: up in my head. <laughs> well, there's there's chandeliers yeah. out there, certainly, and other you know right. special items like that. So I would imagine, you know, Christmas ornaments. Those some of those can be quite priceless, you because know, people get them from mm-hmm. all over, and they're made out of different materials, or even their decorations can be right. very specific. I mean, we were looking, just amazed at the kind of um, what am I thinking of? It was more of a they were getting so technical and just elaborate, and I thought, oh my gosh, I, like I wouldn't even want to have to deal with. It. I'd be afraid I'd shake it and break it.
3: <laughs> you know? oh, right, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, when you use professionals, we've got the bubble wrap and all the fancy stuff you need. Um, we use uh, similar to what you store your ornaments in um, at Christmas time when you put them away. They have the cells where each ornament goes mm-hmm. in its own little space and. You know, whatever you need, um, you can make that happen.
1: Have you ever had anyone just move the tree with everything on it?
3: I have, yeah. Yeah, it's not a a real, real big tree. Uh, I think it was only about four feet tall, but it did have all the ornaments on it. We wrapped it in a bag and moved it, and it actually got moved just fine. I mean, a couple things fell off, but they didn't break.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. So are there? do you find during the holidays that there's any kind of special storage needs that people run into?
3: Um, you mean as far as storing those things when from moving from one house to another? Yes. Uh, sometimes. Uh, the nice thing about selling your home during the holidays is that uh, depending on your situation, your real estate agent or your stager might want you to leave some of the decorations there mm-hmm. to beautify your home, while it's being shown, which would be really nice.
1: Yeah, I would almost uh, rather have the holiday items there than, say, the collection of tchotchkes, right? Right. You know, that's yeah. that's much yeah. better in the photographs to make it look really warm and inviting and kind of get mm-hmm. across somebody like, ooh, yeah, I could do this. In fact, I had a client last, no, two years ago that uh, they bought during the holidays, and specifically because they saw the big twelve foot tree in somebody's living room, they were like, oh, "Yes, I've always just dreamed right. of one of those." Sure, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they fell in love with the house because of that.
2: Hey, Lori, I, I'm a, n- have never actually hired a moving company. I've always done it, you know, the old fashioned way with pickup truck and a you know case of Barry beer and pizza. that sort of thing. So. <laughs> you know if 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 someone's hiring you to to make a move how much lead time do you need and and how does that all work
3: um ideally it would be nice to have a couple of weeks lead time um uh, if you are selling a home you generally know ahead of time that that's what you're going to do so there's no reason you couldn't talk to the moving company you know, in the same process as talking to your real estate agent and your stager and whoever else is working with you, um, speak to the moving company right away. One of the things that is a bit of a challenge is that moving companies get busy around the holidays and they get extremely busy the last couple of days of the month.
2: Sure. So, sure.
1: Yeah. Okay.
3: So planning ahead is always the way to go.
1: Yeah. I've always been surprised how many people I've worked with that they think about, calling the mover only two weeks before they're closing and we're always saying you know you might be getting your estimates well in advance because you can always schedule later but get your estimate up front and then at Uh least you know what you're working with and you're figuring out your costs and you
2: can schedule that at that point Mm -hmm. so so what happens if if things don't go perfectly what if there's a delay in a closing date for instance (laughs) yeah well yeah
1: yeah, especially as we're talking about all these new disclosures that could lead to delays this is even more common right
2: right
3: yeah we're all used to it all the moving companies we're all used to the fact that closings don't always happen on the day they're supposed to Uh, remodeling projects don't get finished on the original day they were supposed Mm -hmm. to we're all used to that and we're happy to pencil you in hold your date uh, make you know if if the People who are moving can make it as easy on their movers as possible to give as much lead time when you know it's not happening. That would be helpful. But, you know, we're all used to it. It happens all the time.
1: So, but do you recommend that people, so this is something I suggest pretty habitually and a couple of times clients haven't necessarily scheduled uh, based on my recommendation only because they knew of other time restrictions they had. But do you typically tell folks like, hey, if you're going to close this date, um you know say it's a buyer and and they have the time to try and move in later do you because my my nightmare is a closing on friday that doesn't happen but someone already had the mover scheduled for saturday and yeah. then lo and behold delay happens you don't get early access to the property and it's the following week for closing
3: yeah it's it's no problem to change the move date. What it is a problem is if you thought you were moving in on Friday, so you told your landlord you'd be out on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Because yeah. now we have to pick up your things, and we have to store them somewhere for you until the closing happens, which right. we can do, but it's an unnecessary bother and cost for the clients if that happens. So... I do recommend that, you know, if you think you're closing on Friday the 30th, don't tell the landlord of your apartment that you're moving out on Friday the 30th.
1: Right. Well, from the other perspective, of if you're the seller and you're working with them, if, if something bumps but they need to be moving to their next place... Mm-hmm. Are you talking yeah. to sellers even about all of that, too, of saying, oh, they yep. need their money to close and move to the next place. But now that's been delayed, too. Are you, do you have storage options available for them, though, if, if it's like, hey, we've got to close Friday, but we can't finish our next purchase uh-huh. until the following week? Can they hold uh-huh, their absolutely. stuff somewhere and then move yeah. the following week?
3: Yeah, that's no problem at all. We, we've done that many times. And then, unfortunately, the sellers will end up usually staying in an extended stay hotel or somewhere mm-hmm. uh, for the week that it takes for it to close. And and then, you know, receiving their items later. But mm-hmm. um, it does happen. And, and like I said, all the moving companies, I shouldn't say all, but all the good ones, all the professional moving companies know that this happens. Okay, and so that's a
1: okay, so that's actually a good point. How do you tell the difference between the professionals and the oh, you just slapped a sign on a truck, guys?
3: Exactly, exactly. There is a website online uh, that the state of Washington um, hosts that shows all of the moving companies in the, uh, in Washington State who have licenses. They're licensed by the state, and, it, and it's very strictly regulated. Moving is very strictly regulated. And so you can go on that website and see if their license is up to date.
1: Do you and have that also, website? I,
3: I don't have it on me right now, but I can get it to you.
1: Okay. All right. We can, and, we can post yeah. it on our web page, and, and uh, people can find it there.
2: Yeah, we'll track that down when we're listening right. to uh, Lori uh, Lamoureux. Of seamless moves, uh, www.seamlessmoves.com. Is that right, Lori? That's correct. Hey, what's the strangest thing you've ever had to move?
3: Wow, that is a good
1: question. A suit of armor? A suit
2: of armor? A suit of armor. Nice.
1: That's super cool. Well, next, next they'll maybe have your irons. Your big iron set. There you
2: go. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, Lori L- Lamarro of SeamlessMoves.com. We appreciate you taking some time with us today. Thanks, Lori. More thank with you. Open thank House you. with I'm Team good. Reba when we come back.
0: Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostness with Home Street Bank.
1: And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba.
2: Who's just about ready to sneeze. I know, I'm trying
1: to hold off. There's nothing worse than knowing you have to be on air. I'm going, oh, please don't sneeze. That's right.
2: (laughs) I've never seen you quite that shade of red, so good job. Sort of festive for the holidays. Oh, that's That's right. I'm just like a bulb. That's right. Well so we had uh we had seamless moves in on our in our last segment good good information on yes. on how to Thanks move to Lori and Lamoureux. some things to uh to to think about with all of that and uh and speaking of moves um if you're thinking about making a move in the future you mm-hmm. should take our class
1: yes we actually have two classes uh these we like to call these our no fluff series classes because like they say there's no fluff we don't uh bring in a bunch of junky information and Mm-mm. make it just a, a sales pitch. It's really practical information, That's right. both for buyers and for sellers. So I know we've mentioned that uh, November 7th from 2 to 4 p.m., we're doing the home buyers class, which That's is right. really focused a lot on credit scoring, what is credit, how to build your credit, uh, what what impacts of credit are, as well as the lending side.
2: Yep, all the really cool programs that are out mm-hmm. there for first-time buyers mm-hmm. and what to look for, how to how to make comparisons. How yep. do you know if you're getting a good deal? We yep. can hopefully make you an educated shopper.
1: Yeah, yeah. And on the seller side, we're actually teaching our No Fluff uh, Home Seller Seminar. Uh, that's going to be from 10 a.m. to noon mm-hmm. on the same day, November seventh. Yep. And we're going to be doing that at the Remax Metro office, which the location is two three one two. Eastlake East Lake. Avenue East. One of
2: my favorite neighborhoods.
1: Yes, it's a very nice neighborhood. Um, but you do have to sign up. Space so, is limited. Yes, yeah, space is limited, and you do have to sign up for it. We have to know you're coming. Uh, so info at TeamReba.com is the email that you can uh, send to for that. Or um, I, I really actually would prefer email. Yeah, just send us an email, call. info at yeah.
2: TeamReba.com.
1: Yeah, that's that's the easiest thing because that then goes to me and my assistants so that we can track who's coming, and for which class. And for some folks, Eric, it might be for both.
2: I can think of a, a lot of reasons why that would make sense, even mm-hmm. if uh, the, the homebuyer class from 2 to 4 on November 7th is relevant to anybody thinking about needing a mortgage.
1: Oh, yeah, and if you haven't sold a home or bought a home in Fifteen years? I'd say. Holy smokes, in, everything's changed. In
2: five years, everything's changed. Yeah, even changed. five years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Even so. five
1: years. So uh, the information, I know you're going to still come, even though it's a seller's class mm-hmm. from 10 to noon, we're going to have you there for that because sure. that, the challenge even, we kind of touched only briefly on it with Lori on the phone, but for someone who's selling their home, the challenges of what if you need the equity out of your home? To buy.
2: That's right. How do you do that? How do you coordinate that? Mm-hmm. And there's there's uh, there's lots and lots of rules. Lending rules have to think about. Qualifying rules have to think about. What if I am buying my new home before I've sold my old home? Correct. So we're yeah, going to be covering all of that.
1: Yeah, and we're working with some clients who are in the process of that right now, even relocating from out of state. That's right. Here. Yes. Yeah. So you know, it's always interesting challenges because I know when they first started out working with us, they thought. Oh, gosh, how are we going to do this? Because we do have a home to sell in Arizona, uh, and we're coming up here. What do we do? What do we do first? It's kind of the chicken and the egg a little bit, they feel like. And I know when you got introduced to them and you kind of went through all the the details, uh, thankfully, they're able to purchase ahead of time, which in their case, I don't know if I told you this, in their case is quite special because they have uh, something I forgot to ask. Uh, Or bring up with Lori. I did talk to her about this the other day moving pets.
2: Right, right. They do dog rescue.
1: Yes. And so moving a pet is also a very specific kind of thing. And they actually have moving, some moving companies like Seamless Moves have special services to work with the moving of an animal. Oh, very
2: cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And um, so, yeah, this particular client uh, from Arizona does have. 11 little dogs, primarily of all which are chihuahuas. Mm, yes, wow. Yes, chihuahuas.
2: They'll have to go to, there's a um, an uh, annual gathering of chihuahuas in Seattle. It's right around, coming up pretty soon, called I didn't Shiver know that. Fest. Oh, God. <gasps> <laughs> so, you know, so the weird. chihuahuas <laughs> are always just sort of shivering and shaking and, and all of that. So... And that's right they uh, are they do they shake a lot Also coming up and we'll have to come up with some dates on our next show there's also one called Puggleween where oh, yeah, everyone there's dog o Yeah, also. There's also yeah. dog Yeah.
1: But uh, that's funny. I didn't know that about the Chihuahuas. Yeah, she has a bunch of special needs uh, ones. She has one that's blind. One doesn't have front legs. Mm. One has deformed front legs. So that's been a real challenge oh, in trying to sure. find a house for them because we have to find something they can move around on yeah. and get up and down into a yard area. Sure. She's not just like, simply.
2: you know, kind of vying for the ugliest dog competition. Could be. Oh, no,
1: they're all sweet. They're not. They're not ugly. They're mm. just deformed.
2: Oh, my uncle had one a Chihuahua, that was the <laughs> ugliest dog I've ever seen in my life.
1: A lot of them are not so attractive. He had
2: no teeth. He had very little hair. He was shivering. Um, oh,
1: he he might have been able to make and it. And he was.
2: I I loved him dearly right up until the point he peed on my shoe, and then that was it was game over after that. But um, you oh, have uh, a
1: thing with animals. <laughs> they love me doing things in footwear. No, they footwear. It just
2: I, you know, it's just they love me, but I don't know what it is Didn't about. Did
1: your cat do something like that?
2: No. No, I'm that was just on it. the house. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Got no, it. no. We're all got good. It. We're all right. good. Cat's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't bother him. He doesn't bother me. We have an agreement. So, that's all good. So, um November 7th.
1: Yes, yeah, so November 7th we'll go back to the class. Yes,
2: join us. So, and again, you can uh, you can make reservations info at teamreba.com.
1: Yes. And we promised not to go off on a little tirade like that one. That's right. But, you know, one of the things we talked about when we started doing this show is also bringing up neighborhoods. And since Mm -hmm. the uh, class we're going to have is in the East East Lake Lake. neighborhood. Sure. uh, I figured I would throw a couple things out there going on in the East Lake neighborhood coming up. Uh, One of them is they have a fall celebration that's coming up actually on Thursday.
2: Mm, On Thursday,
1: October 15th. It's from 530 to 7 at the Little Water Cantina which is at 2865 East Lake Avenue East. So just, just down really, the street? Just down the street from my office. And they're going to have $6 margaritas, $4 beers, dollar off wines, dollar off wells, and food specials. And it's basically an opportunity for people who live in that neighborhood to come and meet each other and get to know each other a lot better. Or if, maybe if you're even considering becoming a member of that community. excellent, Great opportunity to go and check it out. And then one of the things that I think is good about folks getting together and getting to know each other is that on October 20th, down at the rowing center at 3320 Furman Avenue East, they're having a public meeting on land use and transportation proposals that hmm. will impact the Eastlake neighborhood. And that's kind of a big deal because a lot of folks in that neighborhood feel like they're potentially under threat. If you've been through that neighborhood, uh, like many Seattle neighborhoods, there's a lot of new development going on. It's
2: very dense there.
1: It's extremely dense there. And the city of Seattle has a lot of these pocket neighborhoods that get uh, identified and they're actually really encouraged to create this identity uh, of their own. Uh, I always kind of, when I have people moving here from out of state, I always liken it very similarly to, say, Manhattan and all the different neighborhood areas there that people think of, you know, like West Village, East Village, you know, Uptown, you know, that kind of thing. We have all of our own elements similar to that. Sure, sure. And uh, so East Lake is just a little microcosm right there. Just it's
2: it's its own little community. My one yeah. of my favorite stores, and they have houseboats. They do. Yes. There were, what was ones. that movie? No, don't say it. But yeah, we all know. So yeah, one of my favorite stores there is Patrick's Fly Shop.
1: That's right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, my mentor, my real estate mentor was a fly fisherman, and I bought him gifts from there. As a little
2: kid growing up, my dad took me down there, and that's where I learned how to tie flies. That's where I learned how to fly fish. And uh, it's still there, and I I love that story. I gotta get in there at least a couple times a year. You've got something else coming up here, too, (gasps) Yes,
1: I do. Actually, this weekend, speaking of stuff coming up very quickly, this Saturday, October 17th, uh, I have a band, Crossing Lines Band, Right. And we are a cover band doing modern rock, pop, and country music. And we are playing at Sam's Sports Bar in down in Kent. Yes.
2: Nice. Excellent. Yeah.
1: So we've got an event on Facebook. If you go to crossinglinesband.com, we should have information about our upcoming shows there. And uh, so that will be on the, on the menu.
2: Always a, a fun club there, and I've I've heard your oh, band it's several There's times been a now. Million
1: dollars in renovations there; it's gorgeous.
2: Oh, it's it's good, good place yeah. to watch a, a ball game too. Yeah. So. And
1: what were you just about to say?
2: I've listened to your band several times, and you're good. Oh, well, I, I you. really enjoy listening to you. Awesome. So. Thanks.
1: I hope you make it this Saturday.
2: I'll give it a shot. Well, on behalf of uh, Reba Hass uh, Team uh, Team Reba and Eric Ozis of Home Is Street Bank. We uh, hope you enjoyed our show today and, and listen in again next week. We're on every Tuesday at 3 o'clock on KKOL, Business Radio 1300.
0: listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re Slash Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL.
2: Our house in the middle of a street,
0: our house. program sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of home street bank home mortgage